All right, you ready for this intro? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Get Lost podcast. You are joined once again by Mark and... The little sister. To go on about who knows what for the next who knows how long. How are you? Good. Good. Sweet. The intro is fun, but I don't like doing the rehearse stuff. What do you mean? Like, I just, I just like this. Oh. I enjoy the authenticness of... Just the real conversations, not the rehearsed, pushed things. Yeah, because then it doesn't sound real. No, it doesn't. Because mm. <laughs> I don't have that presentation voice. I can't fake it till I make it. I don't know. What to say. What to say. It's because we don't have Lindsay here. I know! So we're not joined by Lindsay today. No, sad panda. <laughs> Big time sad panda. She's busy, so she couldn't join us. So now it's literally just up to me and Danielle to make something that's good. Yeah, little do you know, Lindsay is the backbone of, of everything. Ev everything. Every any success that you see out of me is because of Lindsay. Yeah, you better hold on to her because she cannot go anywhere. No, I wouldn't let her. I'll chain her up. Could you imagine if we didn't have Lindsay? No. Oh my gosh. How did we do it before? I don't. I really don't know. We had a lot less chickens. Yeah. Yeah, we only had four. Now we have... Too many. Well, <laughs> I think we have 18 total. It, even with the babies? Yeah, so counting the teenagers and the babies and the adults, we have 18. We and had a bird problem. Four ducks. <laughs> we'll get into her. That's what he said. <laughs> Did you say we'll give it to her? No, we'll, uh, oh, what the fuck? I, we'll, 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 we'll get it. We'll get into her. That's what I said. We'll get into her. That's what they said. Jesus. <laughs> That's what everybody yeah. said. All right, back to the ducks. That's where we ended. So we the said ducks. it for the edit. Yeah, said it for the edit. <laughs> Do it for the edit. Said it for the edit. Carbonation. I don't like carbonation. No breathing. <laughs> don't give a fuck if i am even sizzling boo boo <laughs> that was bad boo <laughs> no wonder Lindsay doesn't want to hang out with yeah. us <laughs> but she does drive it though she man. keeps us rounded Lindsay keeps us rounded even if she doesn't know it she's the biggest part of this podcast she really is because what the hell do we have to say to each other <laughs> literally nothing apparently we're just talking about your wife because we miss her dearly a lot actually i don't have my couch buddy we got her we got her to come back Lindsay. Lindsay's here <laughs> say hi Lindsay. hi everybody so we guilted her into coming we just can't function without her no we were dying she's the um what is uh the person who drives a train like a the caboose. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, but that's the back of the bus. The conductor. The train. That's the back of the train. The train conductor. Yes. Lindsay's yeah. the train conductor. Also, a conductor is known as the same guy with the magic wand that um, tells the trumpets and stuff what's to do. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> So what? Okay. <laughs> so um, I used to be in orchestra in um, middle school. Yeah. Is that when we had to take a class about music? Yes, in Namaqua. No, not Namaqua. Um, Wall Clark. Wall Clark. Yeah, yeah. I played the violin. Not or the fiddle. Yeah. 
depending on. Uh, I played the fiddle in an Irish band. Yeah. That's an Ed Sheeran song. <laughs> well, the fiddle went down to Georgia. He was, was looking for a devil to steal. A soul to kill. Yeah. <laughs> you said the wrong words again. <laughs> I know the song. I said it on accident on purpose. But you know, a fiddle and a violin are the same thing. Yeah. They are. Aren't they? They absolutely are. And the only thing that's different is where it is. Where if they you're hold play, it? Like how they play. You if hold you're fiddling, it. Little, 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 it's a fiddle. Yeah, but you still wheel, you wheel, still wheel, play wheel, the fiddle wheel. up on your shoulder. I know. I'm. You just supported. Who's right? Is there, a difference between a, is there a difference between a fiddle and a violin? The answer is a surprising no. Boom. A violin and a fiddle are the same four-stringed instrument, generally not, played with a bow. Not surprising to me. Well, surprising to me. So basically, the South. The reason why I said Devil went down to Georgia because. Um, Daniels, um, what's his name? Who sings that song? Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels band, yes. Charlie Daniels band, it's a fiddle. He's a fiddle pay- player. Yeah. But if he played classic music. music, classical music, he'd be a violinist. You know, I saw them in concert. <laughs> so did I. Were we at the same concert with, with Brandy and uh, Teresa, Teresa and Moonlight? Yeah. That was a wild. Yeah, Those remember two he were broke wild. like he broke like four strings while he was four bows. He just goes yeah. to town. Mate, he looks I like only Santa knew Claus. One song of the Charlie Daniels band. Yeah, I the only all of all, all the ones they played. I think I knew maybe two or three. Huh. I've never been a big music person. All right, but wait before we get too far. There's some stuff we have to address. Okay, we received some more feedback, which we love. And basically, who was saying they needed clarification? Or what What did people need clarification Yeah, so on? my friend Reagan, the one that I mentioned a few times. Well, because um, she's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, she listened to it, and she loved the story about you and Tyler, but she didn't understand who Andrew was because... It's the, me. Yeah, so Andrew is Mark. My middle name. Yeah. Um, my Our dad and Mark have the same exact name. Except my legal name is Junior. So yeah. anybody who's trying to take my identity, it's M-A-R-K. <laughs> so it's Mark Andrew Gibbs Jr. And my dad's Mark Andrew Gibbs. But for... Until I was about fifth grade. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was fifth grade. I just decided, putting my foot down from this moment on, I am Mark. Well, we called you Andrew because when we were younger, it was a hard distinction between who we were talking about. Were we talking about dad or were we talking about you? So you, we all started calling you Andrew. And then when you got older, we then that's started right. calling you Mark Andrew. Yes. And that's what stuck forever. So basically my family knows me as Mark Andrew because they couldn't make the shift after I drew the line in the sand. I mean, I even told the teacher, I was like, take that sign down. Like, I don't care that you made it, old woman. My name is Mark. I mean, I didn't say it. I, I'm sure that I was a little nicer, but... Um, no, te- <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> the teacher told the parents, he said, yeah, anytime I call him Andrew, he she he corrects me. She. She, <laughs> you yeah. Keep, you keep referring to yourself as a female. Well, you know, everybody's a little... Confused. No, <laughs> no, no, can't do that. No, can't do that. <laughs> can't do that in 2020, no. Um... <laughs> No, but yeah, that was the that was the line in sand. But the reason why when we were telling the story last time about the Andrew is because during that period in my life, that was my name. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's Mark. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good change. Yeah. Andrew had a mullet. 
Well, our family. <laughs> yes, he Things did. Things have grown for the better uh, since the mullet. Yeah, our family still calls you Mark Andrew. Yes, almost all of them. Mom Aunts calls and uncles. you. Mom calls you Mark Andrew when she's mad at you. Yes. <laughs> so I hear it a lot. Yeah. Man, why is this one so hard? <laughs> I don't know. Because we just, I don't. We got no flow, Hold man. You never like talked got... about your saxophone. I brought up the orchestra and everything, and you didn't fucking <laughs> yeah. take it away, Mark. <laughs> I, I set you up for success, and you failed me. <laughs> what are you talking about? You wanted to talk that about. That was before she got you here. You wanted to talk about your saxophone story. Yeah. And Lindsay was here for the orchestra because you looked up if a fiddle and a violin oh, that's because was we got thing. lost on the fiddle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you were supposed to, because I set you up to talk about the saxophone. I'm Fox, better than you. Juju, man. I'm better. We gotta get her juju. What the fuck is going on? Well, I, we gotta get like a change. No, of, we gotta chill change, out, man. Change your mindset. I'm fired up. Maybe let me go for a little bit. About just my day. Let me oh. vent, man. Sure. We oh. might get something good out of it. Yeah. Because they asked me, how am I doing? <laughs> and then I fucking, that's a Bandor's box of hell that might open. But I think it might calm me down. Sometimes Why I just need to rant. You seemed to have a bad day. I did. I can, I can always tell. It's very easy for me to tell when you're in the wrong mindset. Well, you're good at it. Yeah. And normally I'm pretty good at keeping it down. And yeah. that's always been a point of pride for me is a lot of demons... Not like crazy shit. That was supposed to be funny, not dramatic breath. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, but just, I've always been quick-tempered, you know, a lot of opinions that need to be heard, and righteousness. Fuck. We gotta close that window. That What be, is that? That's his sand. Oh, I just thought it was the TV. I was like, God, Cody's listening to a loud movie. No, that's too loud. Damn. That sucks. Um... But anyway, <clears throat> um, no, I've always had a, a pretty good temper and I've gotten a lot better at it because perspective is everything. You know, the more life you experience, the more you realize some things aren't as big a deal. But I noticed that as I stopped caring and getting pissed off about the little stuff like breaking a glass or bumping my head or a flat tire or whatever, the more I really started to focus on the big stuff, like the big picture, humanity level, you know, like how do I make the world better? And that, if nothing makes you more mad, it's looking at something that you have zero control over. I'm opposite. If I can't control it, why let it be, why let it make you angry? And that's like good. why fester on no, it? No, and it's good because you need both. Like I truly believe you need both because you need people who are willing to go fight the wars, fight the battles. I mean, especially right now, <clears throat> that's happening a lot. I mean, a lot of wars are being fought, but there's two parts of it. There's the warriors who get pissed off and go and fight for the cause, fight for what they believe is righteous. And then there's the people who sit back and feel kind of the what's going on, right? The, they don't need the anger. They don't need the rage. You know, they need to be more present for the aftermath of the war. And the hard part is, is when you feel like you're fighting a war, it can make you a little crazy. And that's the thing that I've been struggling with a lot is just that, that battle that I'm not, somehow I can't find the front line, you know, and it's, it, it'll make you go crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want to save the world. I get it. But 
Man. Someone's got it, man. <laughs> Someone's got it. And the reason why I'm okay with it, like I truly genuinely am okay with it. We're learning how to work on, you know, the not getting as worked up, putting my energy towards better places. <clears throat> but I'm okay with taking on the burden because I genuinely do get joy out of changing the world. Even if it's not the whole world, even if I change someone's mind, even if I change somebody's perspective, I made an impact, a positive impact on the world that, you know, just will last. It will last forever because it only takes one person saying the right thing at the right time to just truly just change someone's perspective. You never know what that person experienced 20 minutes before you got to them, right? So you got to treat every moment like it's a way to inspire somebody. And that's, and, but it's a lot, it's stressful, man. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself to personify everything that I just said. And it's pressure that kind of stresses you out. And I handle it for pretty good for the most part. I'm super happy 99% of the time. But those 1% days, like today, are rough. You know, it's it's when you have a bad day, you have a really bad day. Because as you focus on all the, all the things that you still need to fix, all the people that you still need to change, it when you, when you get tired, your defenses kind of drop a little bit, and you still notice all the same stuff, but you're too tired to, like, prop yourself up anymore. You almost just need to stop for a second and just kind of let yourself feel like shit and try not to fix everything because you just have to. And I think that's why these days come to me sometimes is I just get so mentally tired because I constantly think about how can we fix everything that I just, it's like a car that runs out of gas, but you can't put more gas in it until the engine cools down. <laughs> and I just, you know, and that's kind of how it is. And I get super tired and I'm going to feel like crap for the rest of the day. And I'm going to sleep very, very little tonight. I'm probably going to be up until four, easily till four this morning. But then I'm going to sleep and I'm going to wake up and it's just going to be better. And that's what I look forward to. And even though I know that that goodness is coming, you're like, oh, you know, couldn't you move up that timeline a little bit? No, <laughs> no, I can't. This timeline is what it is because I have to process things the way that I process them, you know, but there's two different ways I can do it is I can either look at this as like a weakness or I look at it as something, something that is necessary for me to function properly. So instead of looking at it as a handicap, I just look at it as, Hey, this is how I keep my power, right? This is how I keep motivating, keep inspiring, keep changing the world is you just got to take the good times with the really bad. And that's you. That's how my day has been. <laughs> I really just opened a can of worms, in I? Yeah, <laughs> it's just unreal. Like, and you just sometimes you have to talk about it. Yeah. You know, we were struggling in the beginning of this podcast to get a rhythm. We could not find that damn rhythm, and and it's because I am an emotional freaking cannon, man. I have to express myself, and it's part of why we're doing this. Is I want to just throw out those good freaking stuff and hopefully somebody grabs it and i change someone's life and that's why we're here you know that's why i'm here mm -hmm. you know and you're helping me and Lindsay's here she's just sitting here you know wondering what the hell am i doing actually she's brimming she's she's admiring the she's, shit out of you is what she she's is doing brimming <laughs> and it's great and and that's that's why i'm here you know i love the attention sure but 
I feel so much better. Mm. My voice was just heard by at least two people. Of course. That are both smiling. Yeah. So I did good. I did something good today. And we actually did a lot today. Holy crap, we did a lot today. Yeah. So did I. But I did it alone. You did. I had Lindsay, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. I mostly just did yard work, though. Very necessary yard work. Yeah. The chickens appreciate the shit out of it, though. Yeah. Them damn chickens. Man. Always chickens. go back to those damn chickens. Well, we named a couple. Do you remember Sumo? Sumo. So Sumo was my little chicken. She she loved me. We Best called her buddies. yeah. We called her Sumo because she was huge. She was a monster chicken behemoth, and it just was the joke. <laughs> sumo. So the reason the reason why we knew it was Sumo though, she loved me. She would always come, every time Mark would come walking into the coop, she would come flying out, running right up to him, right yep. to his feet. And then when chickens want you to pet them or pick them up or they think you're going to eat them, they <laughs> squat down, put their wings up, and kind of like beckon you to pet them, right? So that's what Sumo did every time. But here's the fun part about Sumo. She wanted to be picked up. She loved it when I picked her up. Yeah. So she would run up to me. And I'd pet her. It wasn't good enough. She'd bite my feet, bite at my heels. And then if I picked her up, she would just, you know, and they would just, I'd pet her and I'd walk around and I'd finish all the chicken chores. Yeah. All while carrying sumo. But the little bitch, <laughs> she betrayed me. She betrayed me. She broke so, your heart. She broke my heart. I gave her everything and she... All right, so let me paint a picture, okay? We have our chicken coop, and there's a door on the front that we used to open and let them kind of just explore the yard. Well, that was happening, but I didn't have time to pick up Sumo. I didn't have time because I was doing other chores to give her the attention that she felt she was entitled to. <laughs> so I said, Sumo, not right now. I gave her a couple pets. Well, I walk away, and then I just turn around to Monster Godzilla Chicken <laughs> sprinting at me like I'm coming for your ankles, boy. And if you've ever been bit by a chicken, it hurts. It they, leaves a bruise. They can break your skin. Yeah. Then you get chicken disease. You get mad bird. Mad bird disease. So anyway, I see her, and I know exactly what she's going to do. I know she's going to peck my ankles. So I'm like, <laughs> sumo, not right now. And I just was going to pick her up real quick because I just wanted it over so we could I could go back to working. So I go down, and she's so pumped up. She's so excited that she just freaks out and bites my wrist. Well, I don't take kindly to chickens biting my <laughs> wrist. And if you've ever picked up a chicken, they're not heavy. No. They are hollow-boned, like, 8 to 10-pound birds. And I, uh, you know, gently lifted Sumo into the air. <laughs> she the may have not stuck the landing and rolled a little teen times. And... We kind of had a, a, a falling out. Falling out, for sure. After that. we Yeah, there's no more Mark and Sumo. That bridge has... She way gone. She, What's that saying? That, that bridge has sailed. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that's what you were going to say. I knew it. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. That bridge has burned. You burnt, yeah, she that, burnt we, that bridge. She burnt that bridge. Yeah. And she also 
pecked a check that her body couldn't cash and she was fine i checked her out afterwards and you know but she she took a tumble man you do not bite the hand literally bit the hand that feeds her literally bit the hand and god smoted (laughs) god smoted we don't even know which one sumo is anymore because she completely just disappeared into the flock She's like, oh my gosh, that son of a bitch. Hand of God. (laughs) Yeah. But the funny part is, is I spoil the hell out of these chickens. They have more room than any chicken should ever have. Absolutely. More than they even deserve. (laughs) Because you know why? Because they're eating their eggs right now. Our demon chicken, after ravaging the land, stripping it bare, they they now are... They now are eating their own unborn children. Evil. We want to eat their unborn children. They are (laughs) monsters. They are monsters, but they're my monsters. (laughs) I love my monsters. I I really enjoy the birds. I sit out and I just... We just watch them. I just watch them because they just have this little society and this dynamic that is just fascinating. They're dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. They're little raptors. Could you imagine if we had dinosaurs now... No. We do, though, because aren't alligators dinosaurs? I mean, big lizards. No. You're talking about the big dinosaurs. I'm pretty, but aren't alligators like... Well, everybody's an alligator. Consider- or everybody's a, <laughs> everybody's kind, of, kind of a dinosaur. Depends if you believe in evolution or not. Di- people are dinosaurs? No, we evolved from monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a split. We won. <laughs> Can you imagine being on the downside of the genetic split? What do you mean? Well, because basically there was a time in the evolutionary tract of humans where monkeys went left and we took a right. And can you just imagine picking wrong? Yeah, I'm being a monkey. <laughs> you, you son of a bitch, Grandpa. <laughs> I told you to go right. <laughs> Grandpa doesn't know right from left. Yeah, but no, man, if there was dinosaurs now, they'd be extinct. We'd what? hunt them to absolute they, extinction. They would eat us. Do you want... You, you know think what? a T-Rex running around isn't going to eat more you, people than we're going to kill T-Rexes? Are we talking um, Jurassic Park introduction or they never died off? They never died off. So people probably would have never been no, a thing. No, we never would have made it. This podcast would not be airing. <laughs> no. No. Have you ever seen uh, the show Dinosaur? Not the mama. <laughs> not the mama. Yeah, that's what it would be like. Dinosaur people. Yeah. Well, they keep evolving. You think the sm- that absolutely. They the s- would turn into people dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no way. <laughs> my eyes Ooh. started crying a little bit. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do think that if dinosaurs would have won instead of primates, um, they would be similar to how we are now. It wouldn't be like they'd so it'd be human-esque, human-esque, you know, but they would be more scales and cold-blooded-ish. So was there cavemen when there was dinosaurs? There are theories about that because there are cave drawings. Of dinosaurs. That have been dated that far back. There's actually been technology found that po- that predates dinosaurs. Like um, ancient batteries. 
Because what they used to do is they take these clay pots, right? Yeah, this is a real thing. Dinosaurs used to? Yeah. <laughs> no, not dinosaurs. Humans. Okay. Ancient humans. Okay. Ancient humans. So they found these batteries that are basically these jugs, and there was um, an acidic fluid, and then there'd be a pipe with metal, which probably was like copper back then, or it was like zinc or something, and they'd wrap it around the pipe, and they'd put the pipe into the acid jug and they'd seal it off with tar and dirt and make it make it solid and then you have those two metal pieces sticking out of the top that's a battery what'd they do for that like what they do with it well the theory is they used it for like um like probably magic you know like to trick the common idiot like you know god has spoken to me you know he he gives me this power and basically somebody comes up and they touch the top of this battery and it's basically would be the just this little tingle like i'm i'm trying to think of super low voltage it'd be like a little shock like a little barely zing. it'd be like just a little it would feel like a buzz because so kind of like those pens yeah like those pens those shocky pens yeah but not nearly that intense huh like if the batteries were super dead on it and you could kind of just feel it. Like, you know, when you put a nine volt to your tongue? No. Ne- neither of you ever did that? No. Is that a boy thing? That's a boy thing. Yeah. Isn't that weird how there's boy things and girl things? There is. There's always exceptions, but it it's people fall into criteria. No matter how special you try to get, no matter how you try, how much you try to separate us out and all these different labels, all these different categories, there is always fundamental truths that people will follow. It just, it's been proven time and time again in sociology. There's trends for a reason. There's stereotypes for a reason. There's, um, what's the cop thing, Lindsay? The cop yeah, when it's... Uh, Profile? Not pro, yeah, profiles. Oh. Like profiles work, like for serial killers. Oh. What do you mean? So like when they make a profile on a perp. Like yeah. you ever watch any of those shows, Law and Order, whatever, whatever? Yeah. Gung gung. No, no. So you've seen those shows, Law and Order and stuff. Yeah. Okay? So what they do, if they don't know who did it, gung gung. <laughs> you know, if they don't know who did it, um, they basically take evidence and they take trends and they kinda make a person that's most likely to do this. Okay. And the way, the reason they can do this is they've taken all this information, all this data from previous crime and they've compiled trends that people tend to follow. Like if somebody murders somebody, they're most likely to go home first or to, you know, they're most likely to call these seven people, Yeah. you know, mom, dad, brother, sisters, best friend, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and, so they know this. So when they're doing these investigations and they're making these profiles of people, that's how crimes get solved. So the, all these people who think they're just super unique and super special, like, sorry to break it to you. I promise you, you fall into some kind of lane. <clears throat> and it's not a bad thing. It's just nature. It's everywhere you look. If you, I mean, even in vegetables and like trees and stuff, there's just... There's trends that things follow. It's in genetics. Yeah, dogs are the same way. Absolutely. And yeah. we're nothing, we're no better than dogs. Not at all. No, we don't even deserve them. Dogs are pure. <laughs> they're really pure. And the reason why they're pure is because they have truly um, never ending, what is it, empathy or yeah. love to give. Right? <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, yeah, loyalty companion. I mean, no. Think about how dogs that just get abused over and over and over and over, and they just would still. You know, lay with the person oh my that gosh. did it to him. When I used to watch Pitbulls and Parolees, that show, if you want to cry, go ahead and watch that show. Because seeing what those dogs went through and then to see them get rehabilitated and find a forever home, I literally cry at the end of every single episode because it's the most beautiful thing how forgiving they are. Seeing the transformation. Of the dog? Yeah. It's insane. A dog who could be completely beaten to basically nothing gets saved and will just completely transform into this sweet, loving pet that... Will love forever. Yeah. Literally until its deathbed. It's insane. Dogs are wonderful. Oh, they're absolutely great. Hence why I work at a dog kennel and also own four of my own. Her babies. <laughs> I'm a crazy dog lady. Do, 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 do. Is it recording? Yeah. Mm. I'm making marks, though. I know when to mm. try to make it a little easier for me to edit later. Mm. 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 How do you think the world's going to end? Like people, like humanity, or the world, like the earth? Both. Well, I think the Earth's going to make it a lot longer than us. So what do you think would happen after people? <clears throat> the Everything will come back to life. <laughs> yeah. Like the world will be reborn. And it'll just be animals yeah. and nature. But the thing is, there's no way that every human will die. Unless we kill the Earth, like destroy it, which I personally don't think humans have the capacity to do it. Like a Mad Max situation, the movie? Yeah, kind of. Where, it's, like, we just, just make it so nothing can grow. There's no more water. It's there's, just desert. Yeah, it's just it's just a destroyed marble. It's like the chicken coop. Yeah. Yeah. Desolate. Desolate. No, but if that happens, then we that means we destroy the earth. And the only way for us to do that is total nuclear war. Mm -mm. And I honestly don't think that even that would stop the earth completely. And there's, it would come back. There, seeds would grow. Animals would survive, like amoebas, all that. There's nothing. I don't think humans have the capacity to yet <laughs> destroy a planet. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you think the world's going to be like in the future? Like, you know, like when you were a kid and you always thought, like, like back to the future, in the one where they go to the future, it's all like space car flying cars. Or, yeah, not space cars. <laughs> flying cars, hoverboards, stuff like that. Obviously, that hasn't happened. Yeah. But sure. it's happening, though. What That's do you mean? That's our kind of immediate future, that kind of stuff. Flying cars, you know, holograms, all the fun stuff, entertainment-wise. You know, look, look at virtual reality. Why are we going to have flying cars? Because it, people want them. And if there's a want, that means there's money. And if there's money, that means it's going to happen. So you do think that that's going to happen? Oh, yeah. It'll be highly regulated, though. But it's coming. How is that going to work with cars on the ground? They're going to be like, you motherfuckers. Because the, <laughs> the problem is, is they're going to stop spending money on the roads. I mean, look how shitty the roads are now. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, if you got all this money to flying cars... They're going to have to put all that money into the infrastructure for the flying car. But then why why would they make <clears throat> flying cars if it's just going to be, I guarantee, worse for the planet than what regular cars are? Because people don't give a shit at all. <laughs> because, the, like, there's, it doesn't, that's never a concern for them. 
Huh. Most humans don't give a shit about the earth. Like you would think so, but like they don't. They will they will tell you they do. Right. Like, oh of course. I give a shit. It's like what, so what do you do? Do you do you ride your bike? Do you not <laughs> use plastic? Like how many water bottles do you drink a day, Karen? Yeah, you know, Karen. and like they're just it's it's the hypocrites that are the worst, right? And if they just own it, yeah, man, I love my diesel. Room, room, bitch. <laughs> you know, like, hey, at least he knows what he is. Yeah. But the issue, it's the fake, you know, people who don't. If anybody who was virtue signaling did what they were virtue virtue signaling for, the world would be fixed. What does that mean? So virtue signaling is basically whatever the hot topic thing going on right now is. Mm. You, I support you, Black Lives Matter. Oh, I support you. Indians fighting the NFL team, you know, but they don't, they don't give a shit. Like they don't, they don't at all. They care enough to go hashtag I'm Karen, <clears throat> you know, and <laughs> that's the issue with it. it. But if all those people actually gave a crap, so say, for example, all the people that would answer, well, of course I care about the planet, which is most people, not nearly enough for you have the balls to say, hell no. <laughs> burn the forest right but if they all just stopped using single-use plastic it would completely eliminate the plastic in the ocean mm. if everybody stopped using straws water bottles and just basically everything right look at all the single-use stuff you buy a sandwich meat it's in a plastic bowl with a plastic lid on top yeah. of it Every single drink you have, plastic cup, plastic lid, plastic straw. Those are the things that are killing the planet. And if everybody just stopped doing it, the industry would change because there's no longer a need for lids and plastic cups. So those companies would adapt and start using recyclable stuff like glass again. It would completely change the world. Well, it's also crazy. Like, why do we even have plastic stuff like that when you can, like, my Yeti... You can literally reuse this constantly and constantly and constantly. That's not convenient to people. I'm not even kidding. Just having to go take the lid off, fill it up in a faucet of not ice cold water, and then put the lid back on is too much. They would literally rather rather just grab a bottle, drink it, throw it away, out of sight, out of mind, fuck the dolphins, don't care. Hashtag save the turtles. But nobody will say that. That's honestly, that frustrates me way more than the dolphin death. Like I love those dolphins and it's super sad, but just the sheer amount of hypocrites that are in this world will drive a man insane and not to go down this path again, <clears throat> but just that's my call to action. Stop, just stop. And the funny part is, is they, they blame the companies, right? Like, Hey, Coca-Cola, you need to pay uh CO2, what are those things called? Carbon tax. Do you know what carbon tax is? No. Basically, the government punishes punishes businesses based off of how much impact of carbon they add to the air. Air, right? That's okay. a very dumb version of what it is. Essentially, the government's stealing more money, and fake environmentalists say it's a victory because um, they're using money to save the planet as they throw away their single-use plastic aquafina right fiji fiji <laughs> um and if those people would just stop doing it right those companies no longer are polluting because it's different but because all these fake people keep buying aquafina they aquafina keeps making plastic bottles 
They're not going to keep making plastic if nobody buys it. The consumer has all of the power. Yeah. If we don't want it, we don't buy it. They don't make it. They make what we want. Do, do people understand the power dynamic? But what they do is they go to the government and they say, government, enforce my will on these bad billionaires. The billionaires go, what the hell? You guys are the ones buying the shit. And that's my opinion on that. <laughs> what do we want? Plastic bottles. <laughs> when do we want them? Now. <laughs> what do we want? Save the dolphins. <laughs> Hashtag save the turtles. What are we willing to do? Nothing. Bitch on Facebook. <laughs> Man. Well, get into a happy memory. Do you remember when I tried to uh, learn how to play the saxophone? No, I don't. Because I don't think you were alive. Or you might have been, but you would have been teeny, like were, an eggplant. Were you six years old when you learned how to play the saxophone? That's right, because somehow we got to 11, remember? Yeah, because you're six years old. Yeah, you just probably were young, because I was in elementary. Yeah, so I was alive. But not really thought of. I was just there. Just there, existing. Just a little blonde thing in just the corner. breathing in my old room. <laughs> Using up my walls, taking all of your attention from mom and dad, <laughs> stealing my happiness. <laughs> uh, no, but, but look wanted... how much happiness I bring you now. Now it's like you're giving it back. <laughs> yeah, you siphon it off of me for the whole first sixteen years of your life. Yeah, now you love me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing but good here. <laughs> so, damn, what was I? Okay, saxophone. saxophone. So I joined. So there was this girl. I don't remember what her name was, but I remember she had very blonde, like, platinum hair. Kind of like Elsa. Like mine. Yeah. Yeah. But even more silver. So more silver than yours. At that age? Yeah. Wow. So anyway, she played clarinet. Right? So I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Brandy played the clarinet. Did she? She did. And she was a lot better at it than me. Brandy's our sister. Thank you. I can't say her name. Yeah, Brandy <laughs> is our sister. I don't think you've ever called her that. No, it it's like physically painful. Yeah. What do you call her? Sissy. So how old are you in middle school? That would have been like sixth grade. Sixth grade. So you start when you're five, like 11, 11 and 12? I have no idea. <laughs> Did you go to graduation? Yeah. Yeah. I graduated high school. I know I may sound stupid on these podcasts, but I did graduate high school. She I just did. didn't go a lot. So she's that's got, why I don't know a lot of stuff. She's got the papers to show it. Yeah. Graduated. I am smart. I just didn't, I didn't go a lot. So I didn't learn a lot. Your brain works differently. <laughs> it really does. Cause you get, you put all the pieces together, but you cannot articulate very well. Yeah. Which is ironic. I think this is ironic. You're doing great on the podcast. Yeah, I'm getting better at it. You usually had a hard time getting your point across or people to listen to you. Nobody listens to me ever. And, and they I don't never know why. have. <laughs> no, but I have great ideas and everybody should listen to me and they don't. <laughs> she sometimes has some doozies of an idea. She saved the day more than a few times on the projects. Yeah. 
I have good ideas. I honestly think it's just because I've always been a very shy person. And so I've always just learned to not over talk people or put myself in front of everybody else. I just always kind of stood in the back because I didn't like attention on me at all. Yeah. You're always watching. <laughs> always watching. Always watching. I'm the keeper of everything. <laughs> I know where everything in this house is. <laughs> now, the clarinet. So I joined band. the band because we had the clarinet already. And I think I only got one wreath the whole time. And you're supposed to change those often. So the wreath is the wooden part that you put on the front of the clarinet, clarinet yeah, or other wind instruments. And it's like a piece of wood, so you're like, you know, you're getting all slobbery on that thing. And it kind of sucks it in, and you're supposed to, like, it'll break, and it'll get rotten. And But if it's bad, you sound like crap. Yeah. But the thing I had going for me is I wasn't that good in general, so it didn't really matter if I had a good wreath. I'm being fact-checked, everybody. Reed. It's called a reed. That's what I said. You said wreath. Play it back. Like a Christmas wreath. You never talked about the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the saxophone, so you have to... We brought it back so many times. Because we didn't have a saxophone, I had to play the clarinet well before they would let me play the saxophone. So you had to work your way up through the ranks of the clarinets. And here's the best part. You know how they used to decide what chair you were? As you would go into the recording closet... You'd play a sonnet or whatever. <laughs> You'd play a piece and then you would challenge the chair ahead of you. I was always the sixth chair. Always. Is this real? Yes. Absolutely. It's Battle Royale. In band class. Yeah. And the number one seat was the most sought after seat. But here's the best part about being sixth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Break's over. Time to get back at it. We had to take a break and listen to some Country Road Reset. We just found the best chill remix song ever. Country Road, Take Me Home, Surf House Remix. It's a jam. It's a bop. It is an absolute bop jam. Bop jam. Go on the go on the YouTube, type in what I just said. <laughs> take Me Home, Country Road, Surf House Remix. And you will thank me later. You're welcome. You know what else has been cool? What? People giving us reviews. We have actual reviews on iTunes, people. From people that we don't know. That's amazing. I might know them. I'm pretty sure we know them. Do you? Yeah. One of them. At least one of them, but I don't. You said you weren't sure about the other one. Well, I have to look at the name again. Yeah. But as soon as we figure it out, we're going to do some shout outs. It's amazing. Because thank you guys. That helps us so much. Any every time you like, share, comment, rate, anything like that, it makes the robot AIs happy. Say, yeah, happy. <laughs> so they put us in front of randos. So thanks. <laughs> can you fly to a star? I mean, with enough time you can do anything. You wouldn't live. Could you land on a star? Are they no. big enough? A star? A nuclear fireball in space? Yeah, like the <laughs> stars in the sky. Well, so do you know how solar systems work? So typically there's a star, the nuclear fireball. Yeah, the nuclear fireball. <clears throat> the nuclear fireball in the middle. 
which creates a gravitational field which captures planets and then they circle the the star you know elementary school <laughs> at like level stars have their here. own solar systems <laughs> Every star. <laughs> so every star doesn't necessarily have a solar system, but mo yes, there are several other solar systems. So like our solar system is our sun and then the planets, right? But then we're in um, the uh, the Milky Way galaxy, and a galaxy is a collection of... Man, all right, if you're going to keep asking me about space, I'm going to need to start watching Neil deGrasse Tyson episodes. But apparently I know more than I thought I would. So anyway, so a galaxy is a collection of universes, or solar systems, and then a bunch of galaxies make up the universe. Right? Yeah. So the, the Milky Way galaxy is what we are in. There's a bunch of other stars or solar systems with planets and stuff in our galaxy. Hmm. So you couldn't land on a star because it's a giant burning nuclear ball and you would just die. But you could, in theory, if technology wasn't an issue, you would just, you could go to other planets, land on them, and then, yeah. So like in the movie Guardians of the Galaxy... They yeah. go to all different places. Is yeah. that just different planets? It, yeah, but or different, different galaxies. galaxies and planets and and solar systems and stuff. Like they hyper jump all over the place. Huh. So in theory, if you figured out how to conquer faster than light travel, mm -hmm. and you'd have to, you kind of have to go much faster than light. Um, <clears throat> then yeah, you could jump around and in theory find other um, species. I mean, there's no way possible that we're the only um intelligent life that formed there's just too many stars there's too many planets to infinity so there's just no way at all that we're the only ones it's it's mathematically yeah. impossible like so what do you think they are it could be anything i think we don't possess the intelligence to um, understand other forms of life. We think that you have to be carbon-based is what we are. Yeah. So you need certain things like oxygen and, you know, heat and temperature and all that crap. Like, we're basing life off of us. But there's nothing to say that there's not lava people that are nitrogen-based. Well, that wouldn't make sense because it'd be explosive. But, you know, like, you know, there's nothing to say that you can't have a water-based or a hydrogen-based life form. And they evolved from hydrogen. Yeah. You know, it's not carbon. It's so I think it's it's honestly our brains don't have the capacity to understand that yet. So have you seen that movie with Vin Diesel where he goes to Pitch Pitch Black? Yeah. That's a great movie. Kinda like that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, like that there could be just a planet of that because that's what happened to form on that planet because it's totally random. Why did he, why was it called pitch black? Could he not see? No, he could. He had silver injected or in his eyes, not injected. It's part of his species. Mm. And then he could like see, um, in the dark basically. Oh, I thought he was human. No, he's, they're all aliens. Kind of. Oh, because for, for some reason, well, because it'd be impossible not to every planet, everyone evolves as a human and other planets. According to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah.
We can like. Because apparently humans are the only thing that are important. <laughs> we like to think that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, if you think about it, I mean, you could have planets where there's just rolling tubes of meat, <laughs> you know, with fucking suckers that eat dirt. I mean, like, it's the the possibilities are literally endless. Endless. Have you seen the movie Tremors? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a planet of Tremors. Easily. And oh. they're just eating the middle. So my microphone stand just fell off the table. And we can't remember what the hell we were talking about. So I believe that means we've officially gotten lost. Um, tomorrow, though, Ryan Thompson and I are going to sit down and record another episode, which will be played next week. Who's Ryan Thompson? He is a good friend of mine. I don't know if he'll admit that. Um, and he's a real estate agent, but he's also a musician. He's got a band that plays in Fort Collins. He's a pretty cool fella. He took us to the airport when we were going to Ireland. He did. And he's always helped us in many different ways. So I'm excited to talk with him tomorrow. And then I'm excited for you guys to listen to that episode next week. So I think we're going to end it right there. Sounds good. You good with it? Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Peace out. Girl Scout. Later. Bye.